Jesus talks a lot about money. When you hear the often misquoted saying from Timothy, you know, people say it all the time. Money is the root of all evil. You've heard that? Money is a... It's not true. It doesn't say that. People say that all the time. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. That's Timothy. It's actually Paul writing to Timothy about that. And Jesus, another misquoted, often misquoted saying in the gospel is, where your heart is, there will your treasure be. That is also not true. He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Talks a lot about money. You cannot serve God and money. Mormon, he calls Mormon. But then you look a little further and you find that Jesus had a lot of rich friends. Nicodemus was his friend. Nicodemus was a wealthy member of Sanhedrin. Joseph of Ramathia, who took his body to bury in his tomb. You had to be wealthy to have a rock-hued tomb. That's where Joseph of Ramathia did. So the context, and of course we know Abraham, the only person in the Bible called a friend of God. He was wealthy. Job, the one we read about last Sunday. Job was a wealthy man. So the context of the text, we have to look at the history of what Jesus was talking about. It's very hard for a wealthy person to enter the kingdom. But the first part of that is when Jesus is talking about the law. In another context of this gospel, it says a rich man, a young rich ruler actually it says, went to Jesus and asked him, what must I do to enter eternal life? All of us, all of us wonder, does my life make sense? What have I accomplished in my life as a father, as a husband, as a priest, as a lawyer? Does my life make sense? Sometimes when we have children, my grandchildren, I'm going to baptize my grandson today. When you have children, grandchildren, you feel purposeful. You say, well, I've accomplished, I've done it, yay. But then look carefully, he says, even that, even that, mothers, brothers, possessions, houses, cars, even that, unless you tap into eternal life, unless you connect something bigger than yourself, then that midnight wonderment, they say, have I lived the good life? Remember last Sunday, two Sundays ago, I remind you of uh, Jonathan Edwards, one of the great theologians and evangelists of America, graduate of Yale College in 1722. And he, he took that quote later on when he became a public person But to seek life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, pursuit of holiness, holiness, God will be holy. Jesus comes and says to them, you can do better than that. They used to try to trick him. The Pharisees and Sadducees would come to him. Remember last Sunday we were talking about divorce? They were asking myself, you know, should you be divorced? Can you be holy? Jesus takes the commandments, what we call the Decalogue or the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments, 
which if you look at it from Deuteronomy and Exodus, they're actually 613. But he summarizes them into the Ten Commandments that Moses brought from Mount Sinai. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. And what's the next one? You love your neighbor. And then they said what? They said, but who is my neighbor? Is it my neighbor in Ridgefield? Is it somebody in Norwalk or Westport or Danbury or New York or Syria or Yemen or Sing Sing? Who is my neighbor exactly? Your neighbor. So Jesus takes what we, we have defined tribe, country, race, culture, color, and says, no, it's everybody. You're related to everybody. Remember one time his mother and his brothers couldn't find him? And they went looking for him, remember that? And then when they find him, the disciples come and say, your mother's looking for you, come. He says, well, who, who, is, who is my brother, my sister? My, it's these people. You, you're my brothers, my sisters. That's a hard concept to digest. Very difficult. And he says, if you can get hold of that, then everything makes sense. Once you get hold of that, once you get connected to eternity, then children and houses. And once you get in relationship, you say, well, even that doesn't give me meaning. My work, my life, makes sense in the context of what Jesus is talking about, where the first will be last. And the last shall be first. Am I one of those? You know, you wonder, you say, am I among those? Am I last to be first? Am I first to be last? Yesterday we had um, grace to God. If you've never been, you should try it. It's an incredible um, thing, something that your church does. They have uh, special needs children come on 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. They go to other churches to come here. And they sing. And we walk from South Hall right through, and people watch from the street. They were watching us walk. Sing this light on mine, I'm going to make it shine. And next Sunday, we're going to have Sister Tisa of our children visit because you've been supporting her for years. She takes your know, Sister Tisa. You've been taking children of incarcerated mothers to visit their parents. That's what she's talking about. Just talking about reaching beyond ourselves to see that there's a bigger world that we are bigger than. A young man comes to Jesus and says to him, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says to him, What does the law teach? What do, what do you read? He says, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not. Say, oh, I've done all that. I'm really good. I'm a really good person. He says, but your possessions have possessed you. Don't be possessed by your possessions. And then you can inherit the kingdom of God, where the first will be lost and the last shall be first. 